Hey girls, what's up, what's up, what's up queens? What's up you beautiful sisters? Welcome to Girl Talk with J. Marie, y'all. And I am, of course, of course, of course, of course, your crazy, kind of sexy, kind of cool host, J. Marie. And I'm super excited to have you here today on Girl Talk. And trust me, y'all, because it's Girl Talk, a wise man is gonna wanna listen. So don't get confused while you see this handsome man on the other side of the screen here. That is my brother who is here as a guest co-host, Mr. Michael Wilson, y'all. Say what hey up, to what my- up, what up? What's up, ladies, brown skin girls, light skinned girls, medium complected girls? What's up? What's up? What's up? I love all of that. What's up? What's up? We are so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. Girls, we are in for a treat because Michael does it all from dancing to singing to writing to drawing. Uh, I guess he's an artist behind his whole picture is like something he drew. I just found this out. But anyhow, we are excited because he's on the show. And this episode is very near and dear to my heart because y'all, it's my birthday month. We're popping off the month of July. Woo, woo. Jay Marie's birthday. Okay, I got to stay focused. Don't get me hyped, Michael. He he will get me hyped. He be getting me hyped. So it, <laughs> it's my birthday month, y'all, and this episode's important to me. I bring somebody on that I know has been in my life as a prayer warrior, as a giver, as an activist. He's done it all, not to mention his artistic abilities. But I bring him on here because this episode is simply to talk about celebrating your life. I want y'all to remember that tomorrow is never promised. And guys, it's important that you have something that you live for. So Michael is on the show because he has a unique story. We'll get into that later because y'all know the very first thing that we like to do here is open up the good word, y'all. Go ahead and open up the Bible. If you got your Bibles or your book, turn. Hey. <laughs> yes, Lord. Go ahead and turn to you. Yes, y'all, because you know we like to start our show off with the word, with the scripture, because everything starts and ends with Yeshua. Hallelujah. Okay, moving along. Let me quit playing around for real, for real. All right, y'all. So please, shout out to my prayer ministry, Prayer on the Spot. Y'all go follow Prayer on the Spot so that you can get a daily word, a daily prayer, something to keep your spirits up because it's real in these streets, y'all. And today's scripture is going to connect to this show, as you already know. So Psalms 39 is 4 is where I want y'all to go. Go to Psalm 39 and 4. And this scripture simply says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and how fleeting life is. I'm going to say it one more time, y'all. We're asking God to remind us how brief our time on this earth really is. Remind us that our days are numbered and how fleeting our life is. Y'all, this scripture is a real thing. It's life, and it can breathe life into you. And I need you guys to catch this. Michael is on here primarily because he's a man of God, yes, but he has experienced God. He's experienced life. And we're going to get into a story, but I just would, I just want to share this with you guys because I, again, it's my birthday month, and I like to thank God every year that I have another chance to live and do what he's called me to do. But there's some people who ain't here, y'all. And I need y'all to understand that you got to do everything you are called to do in the little bit of time that you have, because it's not a lot. It's truly not a lot. And Michael, just tell me what this scripture means to you briefly before we get into our Q&A time. 
I think just going on what you're saying of with the little bit of time you have maximizing it mm-hmm. is the point where we're not asking why more than we are willing to be. And we always want to ask God, why this, why that, why this, why that, why that? But the better statement is, God, here I am, and I am willing. And if you do that by default, you're going to maximize maximize everything. Think and sweet. You heard what it said. You heard what he said. You heard what he said. Get to it, y'all. Get to it. Ask what you need to be doing in this moment. How can you get it done? Who do you need to be doing it with? You will maximize your life. You'll be proud of yourself. Even though you won't be in the earth, your legacy will be. So let's keep that in mind, y'all, as we celebrate my birthday month. And I want y'all to do that. I want you to celebrate your life too, okay? So really quick, speaking of celebrating life, I want to celebrate another great man before we get into the rest of the show. Uh, As y'all can see, I'm sporting another cool black shirt <laughs> it's real cute actually we kind of low-key matching michael That's i feel like he was on the same page and you can't my shorts are pink because you know what i'm saying just working I on love it. so this here is from another king that has his own t-shirt company we went to an hbcu together shout out to grambling and he has gave me clothes y'all and you know i like clothes but he's giving me clothes and this particular shirt says too black and too strong baby and i don't know if there's no such thing as being too nothing when it comes to being black and strong but i am so grateful so please go check out please go check out Black Tin Shop. The reason it's Black Tin Shop is because the shirts are $10, y'all. You can't beat it. It's quality, and there's a powerful message. Right now, I think their shirts are 3 for $25. So please, go clean up and walk around with a message on your chest. You feel me? All right, we're moving along. Michael, we move it. So this week, uh, <laughs> this week, Michael, I got to get, I mean, I like to play, but then I want people to catch the serious word. Okay, so I bring you on because you are a professional everything from a dancer to an author to a worship leader to an artist to a singer. Michael has done it all, not to mention he also was very active in the in the world of activism and he's very active when it comes to being a man of God. So I needed somebody like this to start us off because as we cycle into this new normal that we have to cycle into, we must just have to, we just have to remember that life is precious and the memories that we're making right now are lasting and also to make sure that we have the people in our lives that want to be in our lives. There's no time to be wasting time, Michael, with folks who don't appreciate you, who don't appreciate your daggone life. We gotta be living in the moment and we gotta be loving it. So I just wanna go ahead and get into this quick three with Jay Marie. <laughs> this is my favorite part. I love for my uh, guests and my listeners, excuse me, I love for my listeners to get to know my guests because you guys are bomb in my life. I'm blessed to know you. I want them to know you. So this is a more a moment where they're going to be able to get a little bit more intimate and find out who you are. So please, please, please answer these questions accordingly. It says quick three, but I have more than three, so we'll have to answer some of these later. Um, the quick three, number one, Michael, what emotion would you say best describes your personality? An emotion that best describes your personality? I would say joy. Ooh. The reason why I say you need an explanation, I say joy because uh, when you you have joy, there's the maturity of owning up to that 
not about what can be done for you as much as it is a reality of your identity, but then it also has the innocence of the youth. And I think my personality is a little bit both. I could be crazy, 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 crazy. <laughs> it's serious. It's straight to it. So I'm gonna have to go with joy on number one. Jay, I love you. joy. That is the perfect description of you. Okay, I'm not supposed to elaborate after I say this. And yes, Mona, we did get to go ahead and do that. But this is number two. <clears throat> Michael is a superstar, and I'm not exaggerating. Michael has been on every dance stage you can think of. He has traveled the entire world. I know he also has been famously known for dancing with Justin Bieber, who everybody knows, but he has been with every celebrity that's a dancing type celebrity you could think of. I promise. Google him, right? But this is my second question, and I had to preface that. Second question. How do you separate famous people to treat them as equals? I think that you only struggle putting people in certain parameters or certain positions if you forget that we're just all God's children. But outside of celebrities, I also just honor creation. I honor earth, I honor water and air. And when you have a mutual respect for everything, then you don't have to end up in the streets fighting for justice. I'm gonna leave that right there though. Boom, boom, boom. I guess I'm gonna put a sound effect right there. My cat. Boom, 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 boom. Y'all, did you hear what the man said? When you leave it like that, I mean, we wouldn't have to be out here every Saturday hello, night. Hello. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Preaching and marching and protesting. Screaming through a mask. I, I said I can't. I can't elaborate. My is the one answering questions, not Jay Marie. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I'm gonna say the last question for our other portion. This third question, which I'll stop here. I promise, Mama. What do you believe, Michael, is your true calling, or do you even know it yet? What do you believe is your true calling, or do you even know it yet? Yeah, I'm pretty sure my calling is to be a light reformer. I reveal the light, but I also start fires. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's about helping someone illuminate their space, and other times it's teaching them how to be so lit, like the real lit, not like lit but so lit that darkness that nothing can consume them. And by default, they're also light. So I'm like the light reformer because I'm going to make you feel good, but I'm going to also give you facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts on facts on facts. Facts on facts. Facts on facts on facts. Hey, facts on facts on facts. Hey, hey. Okay, so... I mean, just look at how you put your words together. This is exactly why I tell y'all. He, and this is a perfect description. So we had a quick three with Jay Marie. I can say stuff now. So this is why, <laughs> look, I'm making my own rules real quick. This is why it's important though, y'all, because Michael, one thing he will do is keep it 110, 15, 20, and 30%, but he does it in love. And more than anything, it's only to benefit you. Keep people in your circle like that. Ladies, kings, keep people in your circle that are not there to hate on you, but to help you. And you can discern, even if you don't know what discernment is, it's kind of like street smarts. It's kind of like, oh, okay, I feel something. You can tell when somebody doesn't have your best interest at heart. It's probably true. So you know if they hating on you or if they're trying to help you. And I promise you, this man is amazing. Zine. So just follow him. We'll get all the information for y'all. If you can't have a friend like this in your real life, you got one online. <laughs> How about that? So again, y'all, this topic that we are going to discuss today is called Celebrate Life because tomorrow is never 
promise. And I tell you, again, I bring my Kellan because I only know so many people who are able to describe their testimony in such art in an articulate way, but also a powerful way, a way that will uh, uh, it will transform your thinking and the way you live your life, even though it didn't happen to you. So, my darling, my my Kel, I also and this is like not Oprah. <laughs> y'all it's jay marie but i did bring his book on because he has a book look i can't stand it i have to do this ain't no shameless plug because that's why i bring great people on here but um he has a book and the book is called i feel like this is so funny that i just pulled your book out, out of nowhere but the it's called the mighty book you guys and please order this book he'll tell you how to do that um but order this book and i want to bring the book out because i'm gonna i'm gonna read something from the book and then I'm going to ask you to share your story, Michael. Uh, this book is entitled The Mighty Little Book. And I'm reading from the purpose, power, and activation section, okay? It says, as difficult as it is to embrace your call, do it. You may cry, but, oh wait, sorry. You may cry, but each tear is supplying the ocean your life will sell upon. Woo! And then it says, you can only give what you're willing to become. That's right. what the little subtext is right there. Michael, as difficult as it is to embrace your call, do it. You may cry, but each tear is supplying the ocean that your life will sell upon. Michael yeah. had yeah. a very near-death experience, you guys. And I, and I read this because, because I know that in order for you to get to being the light reformer, in order for you to understand what your true calling was, I think you went through that for that reason. And I believe that God has us go through things that cause us to have tears, that cause us to cry. But like you said, those tears are just becoming an ocean where you can sail on these tears. Right. We are both can sail on these tears. And I just want you to tell them your story because I love how you have a new birthday. You have two birthdays and it just, Every year, I just look forward to you sharing it. So please share with my girls and my kings. Well, one, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for supporting Jay Marie because not just because she's black, not just because she's a woman, but because she's also a person. And I think if we build better people, by default, we will build a better world. We won't have to be in the streets. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here. Um, and I'm grateful that I'm tired in this moment, I'm exhausted. Quick sub story, I just got, uh, I just passed my motorcycle riders course this weekend. But with that being said, I was extremely new rider and almost no one was like a cold rider, how I was a, a cold rider. So I'm learning everything in the moment from Friday night till now, all the skills, all the techniques. I've been up since 3.15 a.m., was out riding way out in Santa Clarita, Still had to do the skills test and I, I didn't even I passed and I passed and one of the greatest lessons which I'll lead to, to take us into the story is that yesterday I had a moment of like true difficulty where I just felt like okay maybe I wasted all this money maybe this isn't for me maybe it's too soon maybe life is too hard maybe this situation is too big for me and and I stopped in the moment I pulled over because you got to be honest with yourself. I pulled over and I said, I just need a few minutes. So I took a few minutes while they were riding and I just simply breathed. I just looked at the basic things I did have 
to gather myself instead of looking at what I don't have to make me feel like I need to keep going on. Most people strive for what they don't have to drive them, but what do you do when even that's gone? Mm. So instead, I wanted to take what I did have, which was the moment, the opportunity, and the breath to just pause. And when I did that, I realized that it's not about failing. It's about if you have the heart to not quit. Because it's better to arrive and fail than Mm. quit. And oftentimes, we'll quit. But see, what quitting does is you cut yourself short because at the end of the day, you're still alive. You're still in this moment, right? So quitting cuts off that opportunity, whereas even if you believed with your whole heart and they still died and you still don't make it and maybe you still die, you, you failed, but you didn't quit and therefore you didn't lose because your identity stayed sure through the entire process. A lot of us are seeking to avoid death and obstacles because we allow those same things to define us. But when you know you're a winner, when you know you're a king, when you know you're a queen, when you know that there's something in you, if you're alive in the moment, you have no choice but to simply be alive. So I take myself- That's right. And I fought through yesterday and I took that break and I went back on there and I started writing like I was a different person. And then I went home then I read at night. I had to write again at night. Then I went home. I had to be there early in the morning. I've been up since three something. I showed up. Today was today was harder and started with what was the hardest thing yesterday that I was already struggling with, the easiest thing yesterday. Today started with the harder thing, and it was just more and more. And I think we can all relate to being in a situation where the pressure is just building on top of you, on top of you, on top of you. And maybe it's not pressure of obstacles, maybe it's just your standard because you're a perfectionist or your standard because you know you have a legacy or your standard because you just simply believe in yourself when no one else did. The problem with the standard is if you have a standard and at the same time you don't have the willingness to accept that standard, it becomes a mountain crushing you rather than mm-hmm. a mountain that lifts you up. And, and the standard of whatever it is we are believing for faith and hope or just the blessing of our lives that's not that shouldn't feel so big that it makes us feel small it should feel so big that it makes us big and this is why we look to god instead of the mountain so today during my test i was singing worship music in my helmet i yelled at myself too but that's a different story but i was singing the music and i started writing as a different person i started writing better than i did yesterday and and, and better than i thought I was going to do. So so great obstacles. It's not always about being perfect. It's just Mm -hmm. about enduring long enough to see a different result and to surpass even your own expectations. So I'm born and raised LA. Uh, My dad was in Watts, my mom in Riverside. I have family all over SoCal. Uh, We do talk about this main death experience that I, I, I will share about, but I've actually almost died four times. So the devil's been trying to wait, kill me. Wait, 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 wait. Why four times? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So summarize real fast for us, but tell me four the four different things that happened. You don't have to tell us the whole story except for the one one that was the, the craziest one then. But tell us the four times, because I need people to know. But God, that's what I need y'all to hear right now. Go ahead. Well, I'm kind of like, unfortunately, a full-blown 
the wire stereotype, the the drug addicts for parents, the alcohol addiction, the abuse that every you would never know. And I wasn't raised in church. God spoke to me through a series of dreams. And then at 12, I brought my family to church. So everything I'm standing on is is I had to experience. Sometimes it sounds cool, but it's not cool when you're in it. I promise you, it's not that cool. <laughs> but uh, but you yeah, are something and making when I was young, I caught a rare pneumonia when I was a baby. Almost wiped me out. I was in the hospital for months. When I was 12, I caught another rare pneumonia. And they had to, when I was going from 7th to 8th grade, which you're normally around 12 to 13, uh, 11 to 12, or 12 to 13, one of those, 12 to 13, uh, my lungs would not function. I was in the hospital my entire summer with a tube, and they had to drain fluid because my lungs were about to not work. And for three months, I was... I barely knew God, but I, I just knew God had my back. And somehow, miraculously, I came out of that. Um, so that's two times. And then we have when what Jay Marie is talking about in 2010, when imagine just sitting here right now, chilling, and out of nowhere, you feel the slightest little piece of just something. And you're like, hmm, that's something. You know, like a tickle in your throat, right? Imagine a small tickle in your stomach. And then five minutes goes by, and it's like a little, like, tap, 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 tap. And then 10 minutes go by, and it's like a shake, 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 shake. Long story short, 45 minutes later, you're a man, but you look pregnant because your stomach is literally just out to here, literally out to there. And you have pain, and you're vomiting, and you don't know what happened. So you're calling everyone. You're, you're, you're praying. You don't even know what to do. So I, I had these same reactions and the same experience. My friend rushed me to the emergency hospital. I'm screaming to the top of my lungs. It, that means beyond what you can see. If you've never screamed to the top of your lungs, then you don't, trust me, I don't want you to. It's horrible. But screaming to the top of my lungs, I get to the emergency hospital. The doctor comes in. He taps my stomach just like, boop. And within that second, he said, take him to emergency surgery. I've had surgery before, so I knew like, okay, I'm going to be in there for sedated. Then I'm going to go to sleep. It's going to be about two hours. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be real silly because the medicine's not going to wear off. I'm going to eat some apple juice or some jello. I'm going to heal and I'm going to be out. I went in on May 27th at night. I woke up four days later on a ventilator from a coma with the doctors telling me I survived dying twice, almost dying twice. Not, I didn't go flatline, but almost dying twice. I've had two major surgeries at this point, and to, I won't be able to move because I'm cut from here all the way down because my small intestine decided to twist randomly just from that little tickle with nothing causing it. It twisted like a tornado so much so that it started to perforate, and it exploded and they had to remove most of it. I used to have 20 to 21 feet of small intestine. I have four feet left. I had, it's broken down into three parts and I only had a little bit of the beginning, two feet, and a little bit of the end of two feet. They put it back together on a hope that those four feet would at least wake up. So the problem is when you go through that type of surgery, your body goes into shock because it's crazy from the initial pain plus the surgeries. And then you, you, you don't realize it, but we use our stomachs for every little thing we do, the center of us for every little thing we do. I couldn't do anything. And on top of that, my stomach wouldn't wake up. 
If your stomach doesn't wake up, you can't eat food. You can't even drink water because your body doesn't have the the adequate um, functioning parts to digest it and to absorb the nutrients and to absorb the water and to transfer the toxins and whatever else where, where it needs to go. My stomach wouldn't wake up. So I wake up, I have the two surgeries, and they're like, now we just need to see if your stomach wakes up. My stomach would not wake up. And then to make a long story short, it ended up being multiple, multiple months in the hospital. I had, uh, I was in the coma for four days. I ended up having to have four of those major surgeries because my body wasn't correcting itself. I had seven blood transfusions. I had heart failure. At 26 years old, I was on the telemetry floor with people like over 90 because my heart from the shock of it all literally was collapsing and didn't even, my heart, my physical heart didn't even want to live. From there, I went down to 100 pounds. And since I couldn't process food by mouth, I was on an intravenous line that I'm supposed to be on right now to this day to receive food and to receive liquid. So I was supposed to never recover. I was supposed to only live. And this is why it's not just enough for us to sit in the moment and just go through the routine of yesterday's depression and yesterday's obstacles and Say yesterday's trials. You have to understand that we aren't here just to be, we are here to be. We are here to, to be alive and, and to live, right? Where it says like all, all your promises are yes and amen. All your God's promises are yes and amen. They're not just yes and they're not just amen. You can't just live and not be alive. You can't say I'm alive and you not live. And I, I knew this and I felt God speaking to me. And every time they would tell me that I wasn't making it, that I wasn't bouncing back, that I'm going to be on this intravenous line the rest of my life, that I was on four different heart medications, I was on a blood thinner, that I was going to have to give myself a shot every day. I said, that's, I understand what you're saying, doctors, but that's not what God showed me. What? And you say, do you live? And this is why it's important to fight for justice, because do we Go according to what we see or Come on. for what we want to create. And rather more what God already created and spoken, we just need to live out. And I knew this about myself. I just knew that God would not send me on this journey for me to quit, which is what I'm saying. He's, I would rather go on this journey and fail every single day than to quit because I'm alive and, and I'm supposed to live. And it was, it was hard. I, I know I'm giving you guys the fast one, but it was all of 2010. And I looked like a skeleton and I had to deal with people walking into my hospital room, breaking down, crying because I'm not recognizable. Because I don't look anything like me because I'm basically a pile of bones. And honestly, if you looked on the outside, there was no hope. Even my pastor, Ray, he, he came, said, he said, I just knew it was a wrap. He said, I came in, and she said Gabe was on here. Him and Gabe came in my room. Last I was, week. I was, Last week. I was in the coma, but they, I love the story that they tell about my life. But they came in. They said there was no hope. It looked like I wasn't going to make it. And to the point, Therese said, God, I actually need a sign because without you giving me a sign, I'm not going to believe it. And Therese said at that moment in the dark room where there were no windows, a light beam just came out of nowhere and shone on my forehead. And it was bright and Gabe was a witness. And that's something that they used to let God know. And so though I was in a coma, those stories are still my stories. Yes. But they're a part yes. of my testimony. Absolutely. And this is why 
the people who have fought before us, those stories are our stories. Come on, and this regardless if you're black or white, whatever, my story is your story. The Come Black on. Lives Matter story is your story because it's about sharing the struggle so much so that you're empathetic and you're believing God for something more than you. So mm. even if you were once of, this has nothing to do with what we're saying, but yes, it does. <laughs> if you looked at the black person, right, and you were racist. Say, say you do think all black people are this and thugs and that. Say you do think that. Now you have the opportunity to look and see something more. So the problem with justice isn't even your opinion. It's the fact that you can't see more. And when you're dealing with struggles in your life, it's not that you're not broken. It's not that you don't feel pain. It's not that you technically shouldn't be dead. It's the fact that you couldn't see more. So I'm not mad at the racist person. I'm not mad at the person who wants to give up on their marriage. I'm not mad at the person who had an abortion. I'm mad because you don't have the heart to see more. My and God. when you can see more, it's not about what you currently can see. It's about living long enough. Yeah, am I? Sorry. It's about living long enough to just be. And that was the moment I was in. And that was the moment I was faith, faced with. And this is why we have to keep these stories alive and we have to keep fighting even after we get justice and victory is because one main thing I learned was the hardest part of that trial wasn't the part I just told you. It wasn't the, oh my God, the coma and the surgeries and the, you lost weight, you're not supposed to eat. That's very tragic. Don't, I'm not watering it down. But the hardest part was once I finally convinced the doctors to let me out. And that while I was fighting and believing for my life, that it happened again. And I had to go back after proving to the doctors that my God works. But faith right? It gets harder. And then even after that, once I'm finally out of that last time at the hospital, this is the hardest part for me to keep on living. That was the hardest part. Because most people in my situation don't recover to the degree I recover. It was already a miracle. I only had a 10% chance of survive. Only 10% uh, of people survive even the initial thing. Now, if you add everything else I kind of shared with you and I went through, it's almost like, okay, well, you're going to live, but it would be like being a vegetable to some extent I, I, with my brain, but a vegetable with my body to some extent. But I said, God, no, that's not enough. That's because not I remember it. what you showed me. That's right. I want to see. So please note this. The reason why I'm off of my medication, the reason why I'm not, I don't have tubes. I'm supposed to have a tube right here, not to show my body, but I'm supposed to have you a tube. Show your six pack. Iron Man, you guys. I'm supposed to be a real life Iron Man to this day. The reason why I don't have those things is not because the doctor said I don't need it. I did need it. It's not because families and friends weren't saying, I don't need it. I did need it. And this is the next kicker for my people of faith. God didn't come down and give me the option. I mean, God came down and gave me the option. I had to believe. And then God met me. If I didn't use my faith, to this day, God would have allowed me to live less than I was supposed to live. Okay. Less than I was supposed to live. Listen here. Listen here. Michael just preached the showdown, okay? <laughs> I don't have to ask one question. You heard it. Again, I'm going to put it like this, y'all. The Mighty Little Book. Yep. Dang, one thing you can do. 
so that you can get encouraged, get your word every day, get your encouragement. Everybody has their thing. You know, we believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, we do. One story. That's one story. We all have our own. I have my own. There's a reason why. Okay. I ain't walking around here stunting, calling myself a Christian because it's cool. Jesus is real. He saved my life. He may not have saved my life in the same capacity that he saved his life in the physical, but in the spiritual, it was worse than a four-day coma. Okay? So let me explain something. I bring people on here so that you can hear from somebody else's mouth. Ultimately, my goal and my purpose in this entire life is to add souls to the kingdom of God. Nothing else. Because when we all dead and gone, because you will be, when we all get gone, where are you going to go? What's going to happen? Do you get eternal life? I don't play around with acting like there's something else that could take place because I don't. I, that ain't what I believe. And I'm not going to force nothing, but I'm going to do my best to live and speak the truth that I've been given so prayerfully it'll change your heart and God can come and intervene like he did in this man's life who wasn't raised in church and in this woman's life who wasn't raised in church. It's not a religious thing. It's a relationship thing, y'all. Yeah. So, I need Michael, who also is a singer, a writer, songwriter. He's a dancer. Michael, just give them five people that they all know, okay? Because on top of this, y'all, keep in mind everything he just said happened to him in 2010. Now, you go to his page when you follow him, which the information is below. You will be able to see the life that God allowed him to live. He allowed him to live. That Michael, through the glory of God. But the uh-huh, choice uh-huh. that Michael let, made to say yes to living and yes. no to the tubes, that allowed God to use him in a whoo, in a way. I, I, I don't know. Michael shut me up when I need to be shut it up. Shut up. Because I'm about to say something big here. I've always loved Justin Bieber before he, when he was a little kid. I just thought he was a cool looking kid that knew how to play the guitar. So that was cool, right? Justin's faith, which Michael don't know I'm about to say this. I'm just bringing it up because I knew Michael before I watched Justin's faith all the way. Okay. So I learned more about Justin's faith because I knew Michael and I follow Michael who's been touring with Justin for years. So I'm like, oh my God. Justin Bieber is just real bold. He's been a believer. We know this. Believers, you know? We knew this already. But the boldness is a thing, right? Uh-huh. You got a person like Michael in your circle, y'all. The boldness that he has to speak, like, to Justin, to who else he's worked whoever else he's worked with. The boldness, the prayers, the, hey, this is your word. This is my book. Da-da-da. He ain't never digressed from that. You got to know what you stand for. You got to know what you stand for and why you stand for what you stand for. Michael, if you don't mind, bless us, please, with a song that you wrote, because I have Michael's songs too. Whether it's a note, whether it's a lyric, whatever it is, whatever you feel led to do, but I really want them to hear another gift that he has. Outside of preaching and ministering, he also (laughs) can sing, write, dance. Cause he don't let, he's never letting his life be limited, living it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Michael. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, Jesus. I'm done, Lord. Um, yeah. So I'll share a yeah. piece of song. I haven't warmed up or anything. Uh, 
but I think the lyrics are so heavy that it kind of doesn't matter. But what I love about this song is my new song, Genesis. It's just a little piece of it. I'm going to just do some of it. But what's awesome about it is that it came straight from my soul. And I didn't even know I was feeling how I was feeling until I opened my mouth and sang. And then once I sang, I started crying. And I had to think, like, what am I going through? And I realized that I was upset. Because, like, we're talking about living your life to the fullest, right? It sounds so dope. Like, oh, my God, I'm just going to go for it. But the truth is, as you go for it, life does really bust you upside the head. (laughs) Like, it really does. And it doesn't always make sense. Sometimes you can pinpoint what, what did it. Sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's someone else's fault. But there's a lot of those moments where you're just like, God, I don't understand. Me in the hospital, God, I don't understand. I've been serving God since before near-death experiences. From 12 years old till now, I've been giving God my whole entire life. When I tell you my entire life and everything in it, no matter good or bad, that's a choice I made at a young age. So I was just sitting there, and I said, wisdom grows on trees, but they say don't eat the life and power of the knowledge god you say don't even but i know you knew we would and i know you knew we could so sometimes we say why why lord why'd you let him die in the garden Why'd you let us in, in the garden? Can you see me from there? God, 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 God. From there, there. See me from there, God, 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 God. Then you have to ask the real question. Why'd you leave me here to fall down here, to fight down here? Then you stop and you realize that you're not defined by your problems. So I must be amazing if I'm here. I must be amazing yeah, if you're here. You must be amazing, yeah, if you're still here. I must be amazing. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Okay, y'all. So this is the thing. Michael has blessed our soul, uh, my soul, our show, my soul. I mean, thank you so much for coming on. Follow Michael. His information is below. I'm going to end it like this, y'all. I do appreciate y'all for hanging with me, of course. But it's very important to me right now. Michael blessed me with Genesis, singing Genesis. Because um, that's the summary. I ha- I've been heavy. I'm, I'm heavy. You know, even when I don't feel heavy, I'm still heavy right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and, and he said it best. I'm asking, like, why are we, why, why are we here? You know what I mean? But like, I'm 
here and I know why I'm here too. It's a rhetorical question in a way because I know what I'm supposed to do and it's hard. And I hate my the feelings that I have. I hate that I, I'm compassionate like this. I hate that I have empathy and understanding and all of this crap because you have to do something when you know. It's yeah. like, you know better, you do better. You heard it a million times. I know better, so I have to do better. And so right now, I just want to end the show. Y'all, the life that we have is not promised. You heard a very incredible, uh, unique, it won't be, there won't be too many people that you meet with these kind of testimonies. So get to work, get to work, y'all. My daddy died when he was 52. My brother died when he was 20, just like that. I didn't know they was about to die. We didn't know it was about to happen. There wasn't no warnings. You could be gone, okay? Just like that. COVID-19 is running rampant, just like that. Racism, people literally losing their minds, thinking they can just shoot people for no reason. It's happening. Get to work. Now, I always end this telling y'all how much I love you. Please, yes, subscribe, follow us, all that great stuff. But ultimately, you are still alive. You still hear, you can hear our voices. You're still here. You still have something inside of you that's keeping you here. Even if you don't feel like it, you don't want to be here, but you are. And I'm telling you, if you can hear my voice, if you can see our faces, we care about you. We care about you. We love you. Don't give up, y'all. You have an opportunity to create your own happy ending. You heard Michael say, God gave me a choice and he chose life. We talked about it last week. You shall live and not die. I'm seeing so many people committing suicide right now. Do not give up. It's, it makes you angry. Like Michael said this perfectly. I'm mad because they didn't see it. I'm mad because they didn't have hope. I'm mad because they didn't believe that something could be better. That's what makes you upset. That's what makes you upset. That's what makes me upset. So I'm upset that the enemy has fooled you enough to think that there's no purpose for your life. I'm upset that the enemy has fooled us enough to think that because we look different that you should hate somebody else. That pisses me off. Uh So we believe together and we come into agreement that there is going to be a change that's going to be much more greater than we could have possibly imagined. If we fight for right for righteousness and justice, if we stand up for righteousness and justice, if we call out the things that are not right, you got to call it out, y'all. So please, I call out the lie that anybody made you feel like you're not worthy to be alive. Stop killing yourselves and call somebody. Reach out to Michael, reach out to myself. Believe that there is greater for your life and for others. Y'all, we got this together. We have to stick together. I thank you, Michael, again for being on the show. I thank y'all for listening and watching Girl Talk with Jay Marie. We have to go. Michael will be back. Don't worry, he'll be back. Um, So I love you guys so much. God bless you. God bless you. Mm, Thank you for watching Girl Talk with Jay Marie. Yeah, it got real deep. I still love y'all. We got to get the work done, okay? Let's go. Signing off. Thank you, Michael. Thank you.